Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the second week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by his Son. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 8, beginning this morning at verse 1. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the leaders of the ancestral houses of the Israelites before King Solomon in Jerusalem, to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. All the people of Israel assembled to King Solomon at the festival in the month of Ethanim, which is the seventh month. All the elders of Israel came, and the priests carried the ark. So they brought up the ark of the Lord, the tent out of the tent of meeting, and all the holy vessels that were in the tent. The priests and the Levites brought them up. King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel, who had assembled before him, were with him before the ark, sacrificing so many sheep and oxen that they could not be counted or numbered. Then the priests brought the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place in the inner sanctuary of the house, in the most holy place, underneath the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread out their wings over the place of the ark, so that the cherubim made a covering above the ark and its poles. The poles were so long that the ends of the poles were seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from the outside. They are there to this day. There was nothing in the ark except the two tablets of stone that Moses had placed there at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites, when they came out of the land of Egypt. And when the priests came out of the holy place, a cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Then Solomon said, The Lord has said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have built you an exalted house, a place for you to dwell forever. The word of the Lord. 
With the temple now completed, it is time to move the Ark of the Covenant, along with all of the furnishings out of the tabernacle, and now into its new home. So they form a great procession and hold a great celebration. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant is here. It is a representation of God's throne, and it has been a sign of God's presence uh, among the people. It is moved with care, but also with fanfare and celebration and placed in the holiest place of the, in the temple. Its procession is always preceded with, with rejoicing uh, as uh, God is, is, is present, and, and it is like the Lord's uh, a train and festival, a parade with the Lord at the center of it. They take the ark and place it into the holy place of the temple, and then it is secured. And finally, the glory of the Lord enters the temple to abide there, just as God promised. Often we think of the glory of the Lord as, as this bright or blinding, shining light, but it's actually described more often as a thick cloud uh, of smoke or of uh, uh, or, or, or a cloud that, that is thick, that when the glory of the Lord comes to rest on the tabernacle in the wilderness in Exodus, and now when the glory of the Lord comes to dwell in the temple of Jerusalem, it is a cloud so thick and so heavy that no one is able to stand or minister in its presence, but all the ministers are driven out, just as Moses was also driven out when the glory of the Lord came to rest in the tabernacle. The Lord's presence sets this place, this temple, apart. It is now separate. It is holy. And yet, it still dwells here on earth in the midst of this city among this particular people. It is still a sacred place. No one can enter into it without being consecrated first. But it is not hidden, and it is not completely inaccessible. Though God might dwell in thick darkness and be obscured from our sight, we may not be able to look at God and, and, and see and live. I think that, that what Solomon means when he addresses the crowd after the glory of the Lord fills the temple is that he declares that the Lord was dwelling unknown and hidden in thick darkness, and now he has come to dwell in this house among God's people. Solomon is proclaiming that temple filled with the glory of God is now God made visible, God come to dwell among and with God's people. And yet, the space is holy, kind of like a divine assembly. It is a piece of God's kingdom residing here on earth. At the very beginning of John's gospel, John, writing in the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, will echo this moment when he writes, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld its glory. In Jesus, the glory of God comes to pitch a tent, to dwell uh, in human flesh, to tabernacle and reside. And this revelation gives light to the world. John's testimony, at least part of John's testimony, is that in Jesus, all of the promise and proclamation of the temple come to rest. Think of the symbolism, the power, the uh, of having uh, this this temple present in the middle of the city where where God's people can come and know that the Lord is with them and remember that covenant and the promise that God made to them. Think of that power. Think of that symbolism. Think of that comfort. Think of that, that the way that would strengthen our faith. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is God coming to dwell in and among God's people, and we behold him 
we behold God's glory. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to set your people free. You have raised up for them a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, and for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others, and for your abiding presence in our life. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially St. Paul's Lutheran Church, its people, its ministers, and ministries, its leaders. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare or tremble under the fear of warfare or suffer uh, the hatred and divisiveness of, of divisions. For people who are working for peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction and from, and from those who are sick and for those who are mourning for those who tend and care for them. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. 
love, and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.